Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
to discuss today. How will we compete in the future with each other and with um, robots? Well, biotechnology uh, has been linked very closely to, of course, the medical field. And the way we think about, have thought about medicine is in terms of treatment uh, of a disease. But we're moving to a point with, uh, with biomedical technologies where there are drugs that, keep us, that can keep us alert longer, allow us to perform our work better, allow us to, um, to manage and harness uh, larger amounts of, of information, uh, to even run faster uh, and uh, to hear at different frequencies, and even, of course, as you may know, um, perform certain kinds of cell, cellular regeneration, potentially achieve greater uh, life expectancy and longevity. So biotechnology, in other words, is no longer really just about therapy, is it? It's become really about enhancement, integrating technology within ourselves such that you know, people more routinely use the word cyborg, even though we don't really have uh, lots of you know, man-machine cyborgs running around yet. But here's a scenario to contemplate, and we'll present several. The scenario by which we undergo really a philosophical shift, and again, in the definition of health and medicine from prevention and treatment towards actually elective enhancement because technology uh, makes this uh, possible. Uh, you may have seen this particular TED talk on a stage um, uh, at uh, in Long Beach, California. Professor Anthony Atala from Wake Forest University uh, printed out a human kidney on stage. Uh, in his lab at Wake Forest, they've transplanted bladders, trachea, uh, muscles, blood vessels, and so forth. These are all uh, now becoming off-the-shelf human organs. And in, uh, it was actually already five or six years ago where they implanted the first um, uh, sort of, sort of uh, printed uh, artificial human bladder. So new, where, you know, where does it stop? New kidneys, ears, fingers, bones, uh, uh, quite a few different uh, uh, body parts really are being developed uh, here at the Center for Regenerative Medicine. So let's take the scenario now yet one step further. Uh, who's going to win or benefit uh, in this global market for human enhancement? And here you have to think about things from the geotechnology uh, standpoint. Uh, historically, of course, the West uh, uh, you know, has led the world in terms of biotechnology innovation and drug development and, uh, and deployment and, and commercialization. And that may still be the case. But when it comes to the R&D environment, uh, we know that you know, in, in the United States, when it comes to commercialization, it takes, on average, 10 years and $1 billion to bring a drug uh, towards uh, the phase of, of human trials. Uh, it could be a lot faster and a lot cheaper in Asian countries uh, with different regulatory environments. And that's often referred to here as a more pragmatic approach, quote unquote, to, uh, to dealing with this, this kind of uh, R&D. Now, 
be that as it may, a different regulatory environment could mean, again, very rapid commercialization and really tip the balance of commercial power in terms of the development of uh, certain drugs and treatments and enhancements um, in Asia. Mayat Hotep, Grand Rising, and <clears throat> Better Love. You are listening to the Truth to Power. Uh, I'm Beverly, and we have Thomas Tuckmo Smith with us tonight. And he's taking a look at is this human evolution or is this human mutation? So we're going to look at what is going on. Greetings, uh, Tuckmo. How are you doing this evening? Greetings, Beth. How are you doing? Great, great. Great. Uh, how's everything? That was one of the clips I sent you, right? Yes. Yeah. So you see they're growing. Asia doesn't have the same regulatory um, policies as the United States. So you'll be able to get away with doing things here that you can't get away with doing here right away because it has to go through ethical processes and then someone's going to sue and then it's going to go to court and that's going to take forever and it's going to cost so much. But in Asia, it's not a lot of regulations. And um, that's why they're moving a lot of this technology over there. This is good. That's going to be like, um, you know, how people who want to get a, a BBL surgery, they'll go out of the United States to get it. They'll go to the Dominican Republic or um, Brazil or Colombia or somewhere else because it's cheaper. Uh, their doctors will do it for half the price they'll do it here. It, their doctors aren't as ethical, so they'll make it bigger. Then they'll make it here. They'll make it um, more enhanced, more robust, you know, breath and other things like that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, one of the few things that you got to notice that a lot of this stuff is going to go down in um, the Asian countries, um, over in China, Philippines, Vietnam, other places like that. But how are you, Beth? Good, good. And some people say that that's what happened with the virus. Um, you know, they couldn't do it here. It started here, some says, you know, in the lab here. Mm -hmm. And they took it over to um, China because of just uh -huh. what you said. Yeah, so they, yeah exactly. You know, they're getting around regulations and all of that. Exactly. Um, see, in China, they don't have the same... Um, you know, um, National Health Organization has to do a trial, and then the mm -hmm. CDC has, in China, it's the CCP, whatever they say goes, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, that that's the most ideal place to do something like that, something that sinister is in China, is in, um, you know, over here, eventually, it could possibly be Mexico. As a cheap place here, you know, because um, it's already like a cartel seat. And, um, you know, uh, Mexico is, everything is cheaper. The labor's cheaper, the doctors are cheaper and everything. So, but they have um, more ethics than even like, like I said, like a, um, a lady will go to the Dominican Republic because they'll take the chance and take all the fatty cells out of your stomach and then transport those fatty cells into your butt and in your hips and your thighs to make you more proportional 
Now, mm-hmm. any, just one of those cells getting your bloodstream, you're dead. So here in the United States, they don't do it that way. They do it more ethically. Even when uh, with the breast, with the fake breast, it's a certain amount they'll go up to here in the United States. Whereas if you go out the country, they'll make them. You ever see those porn stars or with those big boobs? Like how you know? She, right. Like yeah. So they keep they won't do that here, but they'll do it out the country. Mm-hmm. Um. So um, very interesting stuff. Did you notice that um? Twitter changed today. It did? Yeah, it's no longer called Twitter. What is it called? Elon Musk. It's called X. X? Yep. Elon <laughs> Musk has um, officially um, changed, rebranded Twitter to X. Wow. Uh, here's an article. Elon Musk officially rebrands Twitter to logo um, to X. Twitter has officially rebranded to X after months of teasing by its former CEO, Elon Musk, who was formerly Chief Twit, but now he calls himself the Chief Nothing Officer. The rebranding saw the popular social media app dish the recognizable bird logo and replaced it with a simple X. The rebranded also saw the social media change its color scheme from blue to black. As part of the rebranding, Twitter's URL has changed its domain name to x.com. The domain name linked to Musk's 1999 financial startup was sold PayPal. Musk, I don't know if people know that, Elon Musk invented PayPal, and then they sold it. That's how he got rich. Yeah, that's how he got rich. Yeah, mm-hmm. PayPal, him and his roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ replaced his own Twitter icon with a simple white X on a black background. Posted the picture on Monday of the design projected on Twitter's uh, San Francisco headquarters. So um, all that to say, he rebranded the whole company to X. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, of all the alphabets, he used X. And he, he switched from the color blue to the color black. Black, yeah, right? Mm. So I, I said, man, I, I didn't think it was true. Like, because I don't have Twitter, so I wasn't going to download it to see. Mm-hmm. But um, so I went to Wikipedia, I put Twitter in, and what popped up is X Corp. X-Corp is an American technology company established by Elon Musk in 2023 as a successor to Twitter, Inc. It's wholly owned subsidy of X-Holdings Corp., which is itself owned by Musk. The company owns the social media networking service Twitter and has announced plans to base other offerings. So I kept reading, and I thought this was interesting because if you remember, um, Elon Musk was also one of the co-founders of OpenAI, which was the people who dropped GPT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he was mad at Tim Altman, the guy who dropped GPT, saying that, you know, he, he wasn't supposed to let it go. And, you know, he was kind of mad at him. And he was one of the CEOs that signed a petition to have them stop making newer versions of GPT because they said it was dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And then after Altman decided he wasn't going to listen to Musk and continue to go forward, 
Elon Musk said he was going to come out with his own artificial intelligence company. I don't know if y'all remember all that happened mm-hmm. just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So it says here, in April 2022, balance to the Securities Exchange Commission, the real Musk, have formed three corporate entities in Delaware, all under the name X Holdings. According to the Fallon, one of the tax entities was merged with Twitter Inc. Rather, another serves as the parent company of the newly merged company. A third entity will help take on the U.S. $13 billion loan provided by various large banks to acquire Twitter. The X name dates back to X.com, the online bank founded by Musk in 1999. In 2020, X merged, X.com merged with the competitor Confidility and created PayPal. Musk considered its former holding company named X for Twitter, for Twitter Inc. and SpaceX. So he calls all his companies X. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but he, as you see, he's working those corporate entities. One company owns another company, which is the third company owns the debt. So real smart how he's doing it. Uh, but this is the part I wanted to get to. In March 2023, Musk registered X Corp. In Nevada, on the same day, Musk registered the artificial intelligence company XAI. And if you remember, that was the name of the AI company he was coming out, XAI, which was going to compete with GPT. Mm-hmm. Um, later that month, Musk applied for merge, to merge X Holdings with X Holdings Corp. And Twitter Inc. with X Corp. You see how he's working all those corporate entities together. Right. So right. leaving Twitter with just a $2 million debt, all the debt is assumed to his other company, which owns Tesla and SpaceX and all that, so he could get that $13 billion debt that's left over handled easily. But um, what I thought was interesting about this was I'm thinking Twitter is now going to be an AI company. Mm-hmm. This is a, instead of being just a social media site, He's taking on a focus and he's merging it with the XAI, which never even opened. So I'm thinking that somehow Twitter and um, this XAI are going to form a symbiotic relationship and it's going to become a rival to GPT and other things. So Elon Musk has been doing some things. The other guy I was talking to, and I'm going to get into this article, um, it's... it's um, from Zero Hedge is called It's Time. OpenAI Sam Altman launches iris scanning crypto plan to verify every human online. That's iris scanning. I mean, it's going to scan your eyes, and once it recognizes that it's you, then you're, you'll be um, able to get on his, um, his crypto site. Last week, uh, we discussed somewhat of the token look at the iris scanning World ID. And um, World ID was something that they released last week uh, by the UN um, for uh, ID using people's eyes, simply their eyes, um, to scan, and they'll be able to use that as their passport. And that will also provide the information to know that they're vaccinated. Okay. Um, so he has, he's taken on that same theory with this world coin. World coin is going to be, um, um, open AI's 
um, new cryptocurrency, OpenAI, of course, is ChatGPT. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're using this scanning technology, this eye scanning technology, to verify that everybody that's using this thing is a human, not a bot, not anything else. So I thought that was, um, this is pretty interesting, but y'all go get this article. It's entitled, It's Time, OpenAI, Sam Altman launches iris scanning crypto plan to verify each human online. And um, this goes back to this whole bot situation. Um, no one wants to have these bots, especially when you're talking about money. You don't want bots buying things and things like that. Um, hold on one second, please. Okay. Um, yeah, so that that's very important. Um I got a few more articles. You got any questions, Bev? So uh, he started the X Corporation in the 90s, you said? Yeah, it was called X Corp, and that was what became PayPal. Okay, okay. So they merged X Corp into that other company, and they became PayPal. And now today, uh, he's going back to that original company because he still owns the name of it. And he's calling on um, Twitter. Now it's going to be X Corp, same company as the original mm-hmm. company that made him rich. You know, and, what and did, if you look at all all his logos, mm-hmm. except for Tesla, which is a T, have an X, uh, a black mm-hmm. background with some form of an X. From um, you got SpaceX, which is just the X with the black background, um, and now there's X.com. Um, if you go to that article um, on Zero Hedge about it, it shows all his logos of the different companies, and you can see how they all look exactly the same almost. And it was also in the 90s when the movie came out, Malcolm X. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Everybody had the X hat and the X medallion. That's right. They had the, the black X hat with bag. the white X on it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, this one, I, I don't know if you're familiar, you know, when we talk about uh, the robots and things like that, we always tie it into a few movies. And the movie that always comes up the most is The Terminator. And if you are familiar with the Terminator movie series, they had um, the second one. This is the one with the... Uh, the liquid top, where the top was like some type of metal liquid. Mm-hmm. And he could shape shift and everything. Um, and that one, it showed the beginning of what happened. How they, um, the day that the Skynet took over and um, the machine started attacking the people. And inside of the Skynet office, you saw the T1. So remember, the, the Schwarzenegger Terminator, he was the T-1000. So they was generations later. He's coming from the future. The T-1 was their first um, Terminator. And what he was was simply like a human torso, um, big human torso, let's just say about six feet tall, on top, on top of some... Um, some small traps like um, that a tank will be on, tractors, 
and he had two big guns, one on each arm that was um two each arm was pretty much a Gatling gun. Or um, you know, one of those guns where the bullets spin, you know, and they come out super fast. And that started attacking people in the start the Skynet. So that was the C one. Just two guns on a track. That was the first Terminator. Now we come to this article from the Mint Press. Uh, one of Dr. X's favorite sites. And it's um Israel using Palestine as lab rats with AI-powered guns at checkpoints. Okay? The Israeli army practices their technology on Palestinians to check if it's working or not. Then they sell it to other countries. That's the headline of the article. And once again, from the Mint Press, it's titled, Israel using Palestinians as lab rats with AI-powered guns at checkpoints. Israeli military installed an automatic weapon at heavily trafficked checkpoints in the occupied West Bank city of El Khalil in September. The weapon was placed at a military checkpoint on El Shahada Street, once a vibrant center of Palestinian life in El Khalil, but is now recognized as a symbol of Israel's occupation. After Israeli American Israeli American settler Baruch Goldstein gunned down 29 worshippers at the Abraham Mosque in 1994. Israel shut down the busy road and eventually declared it closed military area where only residents could pass through. So imagine this is in Palestine. They just did one of their people go over there, shoot up the mosque, kill a bunch of Palestinians, and instead of them doing anything, they just close the whole road down and say they occupy it now. You know, that's how Israel does them. So, according to Isra Amar, the El Cahill resident, a former Palestinian activist group, youth against settlements, the area is home to 200 families and the checkpoint is used by around 300 people every day. So, 200 families live around this automatic gun that could go off at any second. And 300 people have families, so you don't know how many people in a family have to pass this checkpoint every day to get from one point of their city to another part of their city, you know, because Israel occupies that area. Okay? Amro, who passes through the checkpoint daily, is concerned about the accuracy and potential failure of the machine technology. I'm afraid every time I pass through it. This is a, this wep, um, that this weapon is pointing at me, pointing at my children or at my women, and people are just te- te- um, terrified. Palestinians argue the remote-controlled gun has more sinister intentions than the army is letting on. Israeli security companies use Palestine as training objects, Amro says. The Israel army practices their new technology on Palestinians to check if it's working or not, then they sell it around the world to other countries. Smart Shooter is the company behind the newly installed weapon. According to its website, Israel Arms Manufacturer uses artificial intelligence, machine learning, and computer vision to turn traditional firearms into smart weapons. The company's slogan boasts, 
One shot, one hit, indicating the target detection capabilities are so precise that they're able to hit moving objects with incredible accuracy. Currently, Sharpshooter has several agreements with foreign militaries across the world and appears to be expanding its clientele. The firm holds contracts with the Israel Army, the U.S. Department of Defense, the U.S. Marines Corps, Dutch Army, Indian Army, the German Army, and its technology is selected for NATO Defense Against Terrorism Program to work um, of work exercise fighting small unmanned aerial vehicles in 2020. The Singaporean Army is also conducting trials with the smart shooter weapon. So they're selling this thing all throughout the world, testing it out on the Palestinians, okay? Israel's technolo- technological advancements have, de- um, have digitized its occupation of Palestine, turned occupied test- t- um, territories into testing grounds for surveillance, spyware, and armed technology. It manifests in various ways and often in collaboration with other companies. Social media behemoths work with the Israel government to collect user data, censor Palestinian content. Digital monitoring is used at checkpoints and protests, but has often signified um, significantly enhanced the use of facial recognition technology. So they put facial recognition technology on top of all of these weapons. So if you're someone who the Israeli government, you're from Palestine, they deem you to be a terrorist, okay? They don't have to negotiate with terrorists in in Israel. They kill the terrorists. So that gun is going to say, oh, you're the person, pop. Now, what if you're not the person, though? What if it was that? What if it, it was a you know, a glitch, or it, it recognized that I wasn't the person I was supposed to be. You get what I'm saying? You know, who's liable for this? You know? So, um, the people behind this technology, along with the Israelis, and I'm um, trying to get to that part in the article, hold on, because uh, it shouldn't shock anyone. Um, the U.S. is always behind it, and it's always the same people. And uh, our good friend, we all know who it is. According to Who Profits, the multinational firm, Microsoft, one of the world's largest IT companies, has a long history of collaboration with the Israeli military and tech industry. The El Manizadek, okay, I'm forbid my, um, forgive my Arabic, uh, in Arabic, that means the coordinator, Application runs on Microsoft Azure, the company's platform for cloud computing services. Okay, so the Microsoft Azure, um, which of course is a cloud computer, it's only three big ones: it's Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. That's your cloud. Um, and then you got Oracle, which is the federal government's contractor, so it, everyone can access their cloud. Um, those three people have all your passwords, all your information, all your GPS data, because everything you do on your phone has to go to the cloud because it saves a record of it. And um, this is what they're doing to the Palestinians. Another article, intensifying drone warfare. According, and if you go to the Terminator, 
On top of having the gun, the T1, they also had the HK1, which was the hunter killer. That was the first drone. So when you watch that second one, when those machines come online and they're, they're, they're not the modern, the, the from the future machine, they look like stuff that we would have today. They come with the drone. The drone comes out and it's going around the Skynet office looking for the people to kill. Uh, the hunter killer. Okay, so that's the drone. Back to Israel. Intensifying drone warfare. According to the Jerusalem Post, drones currently make up 60% of Israel's military artillery and 75% of their flight hours. 5%. So they're not putting humans up there anymore. According to the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, U.S. drone strikes in Yemen, Afghanistan, Somalia, Pakistan killed between 910 and 2,200 civilians, according, um, and that's from 2010 to 2020. Um, according to evidence gathered by foreign policy, U.S. drone strikes in Pakistan, Yemen, and Somalia resulted in 35 times more civilian deaths than airstrikes conducted manually in the country, same countries. So the drone strikes are, um, they're worse than when you have a pilot flying over someone just dropping the bomb. It's, it's worse. But um, this is what Israel has done. This is the important part here. Advancements in Israel drone technology are paving the way for a video game style battlefield that further separates the human from the operator from his target. In regards to the Palestinians, may become even more dehumanized in the eyes of the Israelis. In 2022, Israeli forces killed 151 Palestinians in the West Bank. This year alone, they could surpass uh, that. Um, excuse me. This year alone could surpass last year's statistic, given that Israeli forces have now killed more than 100 Palestinians in the West Bank. We only in June. I mean, July, right? So they already killed 100. They killed 151 all last year. These are drone strikes. When you look at what the people that are flying these drones are seeing, it looks like they're playing Mario Brothers. They're not seeing real buildings. They're seeing a cartoon version of a building. They're not seeing real people. They're seeing cartoon versions of people. So they don't have any connection, human connection to, so when they say drop the bomb on those people, you know, they're looking at uh, Mickey Mouse and SpongeBob. They just dropped the bomb. It's, it's not people like, the, like seeing the live camera. How, how it's supposed to be, so you kind of see what you're hitting and see that, oh, it's a woman there, it's a child there. They don't have that. They just see them. They made them all into non-human cartoon characters, so they don't have any empathy with those people they're dropping the bombs on. So um, good old Israel, our um, favorite country besides the United States. You got any questions, Bev? Nope, I don't have any questions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and remember, the best drone operators in the country are some little eight, nine, ten-year-old kids playing these video games because they make the video games exactly the same as the simulation games they train the um the people on, um, the, the actual pilots on. So, you know, these little kids who get perfect score and 
going to the next level on the first try, you know, they are essentially, and I said this on a prior show, if they made the little kids think they was going on missions in the game to get to the next level, and they was actually going on real drone strikes and not knowing, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, but it's coming true, you know, as you see what Israel's doing. Um, but let me get into this on uh, human enhancement. Did you look up um, any of the human enhancement stuff there? No. What was the name of that uh, article you just read? Tell me the name of it again. Um, Intensifying drone war. Yes, ma'am. And it's cut off for who it came from, but it's intensifying the drone warfare. And it starts off with, according to the Jerusalem Post, okay. drones currently make up 60%. So but once you put in intensifying drone warfare, it should pop right. up. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, did you want to play another one of those videos? I sent you three. Okay. All right. I'll put another one on here. Yeah, uh, they kind of sum up some of this stuff. Okay. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility powered entirely by renewable energy. Ectolife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wounds. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. Ectolife allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pods are made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone so you can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. The app also provides you with a high-resolution live view of your baby's development. A special section in the app allows you to watch a time-lapse of your baby's growth and share it directly with your loved ones. Babies can recognize language and learn new words while still in the womb. Ectolife growth pods feature internal speakers that play a wide range of words and music to your baby. Through the app, you can choose the playlist that your baby listens to. 
you can also directly sing to your baby and make them familiar with your voice before birth. Our goal is to provide you with an intelligent offspring that truly reflects your smart choices. Ectolife improves your bonding experience with your baby thanks to a 360 degrees camera that's fitted inside your baby's growth pod. You can use your virtual reality headset to explore what it's like to be in your baby's place. See what they see and hear what they hear. Using a wireless haptic suit connected to your baby's growth pod, you will be able to sense their kicks in the womb and share this experience with your friends and family members. With Ectolife, your baby will receive the best nutrients that can support their growth. Each group of pods is connected to two central bioreactors. The first bioreactor contains nutrients and oxygen, which are supplied to your baby through an artificial umbilical cord. This bioreactor also contains a liquid solution that serves as the ambiotic fluid that surrounds babies in the mother's uterus. It's rich of vital hormones, growth factors, and antibodies that sustain your baby's growth and development. Thanks to a system controlled by artificial intelligence, each baby receives custom nutrients tailored to their needs. The second bioreactor is designed to eliminate any waste products produced by the babies. The artificial umbilical cord helps the babies to release their waste products into the second bioreactor. With the help of a delicate layer of engineered enzymes, the second bioreactor can then recycle waste products and turn them back into useful nutrients. This way, the facility ensures a steady and sustainable supply of fresh nutrients to your baby. With Ectolife, miscarriage and low sperm count are a thing of the past. Prior to placing the fertilized embryo of your baby inside the growth pod, in vitro fertilization is used to create and select the most viable and genetically superior embryo, giving your baby a chance to develop without any biological hurdles. And if you want your baby to stand out and have a brighter future, our Elite Package offers you the opportunity to genetically engineer the embryo before implanting it into the artificial womb. The CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing tool, you can edit any trait of your baby through a wide range of over 300 genes. By genetically engineering a set of genes, the Elite Package allows you to customize your baby's eye color, hair color, skin tone, physical strength, height, and level of intelligence. It also allows you to fix any inherited genetic diseases that are part of your family history so that your baby and their offspring will live a healthy, comfortable life free of genetic diseases. Say goodbye to the pain of childbirth and birth-related muscle contractions. Ectolife provides you a safe, pain-free alternative that helps you deliver your baby without stress. The delivery process is smooth, convenient, and can be done with just a push of a button. After discharging the amniotic fluid from the artificial womb, you will be able to easily remove your baby from the growth pod. Everything is perfectly designed so you and your partner can enjoy the delivery process.
To ensure full transparency, our post-delivery free DNA paternity test helps you confirm the genetic identity of your baby so you can return home knowing that your baby is genetically yours. You don't have to worry about power cuts or carbon footprint. Ectolife uses highly efficient, clean, renewable energy consisting of solar and wind power. The highly advanced pods operate with minimal energy needs, making it easy for your baby to make it to full term without any complications. And for those who want a more convenient solution, Ectolife is made accessible so your life can be easier. Thanks to our miniaturized bioreactors and long-lasting batteries, you can use Ectolife growth pods at the comfort of your home, allowing you to incubate your baby in your building without the need to visit our factory. By owning your special growth pod, you will have the ability to build a happy family, one baby at a time, away from any birth complications. of Ectolife facility was designed by biotechnologist and science communicator Hashim Al-Ghaili. It relies on groundbreaking research work that has been conducted by scientists and engineers since 1950s. Tired of waiting for a response from an adoption agency? Unable to find a suitable surrogate mother? Worried about pregnancy complications? Worry no more, because Ectolife got you covered. Ectolife. Reinventing evolution. That's probably what uh, the brat and her uh, wife did. You know, they just had a baby. So this is why they pushed in the LGB so so they can do all of this mm-hmm. artificial wounds and things like that. Oh, yeah. After listening to that, I think if I was the salesperson, I could sell that to about 25 to 20, 20 to 25% of the population. Mm-hmm. And to the rich people, 90%. Yeah, I ain't gotta do nothing. Y'all just gotta just go see the baby in a in a little womb, and you know you can feel the kicks and show it off to your friends. Oh man, oh, I mean, now that's a Malaysian company, Ectolab. Um, and they're taking pre-orders. <laughs> uh, they claim that they're gonna have a facility up. It's already funded. They're facing some ethical problems, but they're already running commercials. Um, they're saying by 2025, they're going to have their first facility running. They said if they could grow 30 babies, I mean 30,000 babies a year. Um, pretty soon, now, you get into um, what we were seeing in the Matrix, right, with all the babies hooked up to the machines and stuff. Right, right. You know, um, were they, were that, was that an Lab? you know? For selected childbirth, who will be selected to have children? And your children will have to be um, genetically perfect because my children are genetically perfect. And 
I don't want you to bring any foreign diseases or anything around my children, so your children will have to come from the same lab. See, that's how it's going to start. Um, but I just thought that was interesting because are those going to be human beings? Hmm. No, what are those babies going to be? They didn't come out a womb. They didn't come out a woman. You know, and like you were saying, the uh, um, the LGBT population is going to jump all over that one. They doing know? it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, more to come. Um, I know it's one more clip, but let me get in some of this um, stuff here for uh, human enhancement, uh, medical biotechnology. And that's personalized medicine, vaccines, treatments, and battlefield management. Oh, the military is really the driving force behind all this stuff. Food products, biotechnology. These are all fields you could take in college. Medical biotechnology, food products, biotechnology. It optimizes nutrition and food preservation for what they say disaster relief, but you know, that's even further because they can um, essentially put the enzymes that make up the food in you and um, you don't have to eat um, some of the stuff that's coming in, in the future for uh, military applications and space applications. So uh, industrial biotechnology, modified biofuels for logistic and supply optimization. And uh, this is something that they're working on. Biofuels, they want that to replace gasoline. Um, think of Back to the Future when the Besser was um, going through the garbage and putting organic waste inside of the car. He put, like, a banana peel and other organic waste so that that can convert that into a biofuel, you know. So they're working on that. Um, marine biotechnology. Uh, that's the bioremediation of marine organisms organi- organisms to remove pollutants. And this is uh, going to be an artificial coral reef that they're trying to produce with 3D printers and things like that. you got prosthetics, artificial limbs and attachments, exoskeletons, robotic devices worn externally to enhance strength, endurance, and mobility, you know, brain-computer interfaces, that's your normal link and stuff, Virtual reality and augmented reality. We've done so many shows on that. Assistive technology, devices that improve sensory processing, supporting individual impairment and disability. Um, and you see in a lot of commercials for things like that um, for people that's blind and people that's deaf. A lot of new devices they have to help them. Um, and lastly, wearable health trackers. And that's your Fitbits and your, your Apple Watches, and it's going to be more stuff like that to come. So uh, all of these things is part of human enhancement. And all of these things are um, what human enhancement is about. Human enhancement is a natural, artificial, or technological alteration of the human body in order to enhance physical or mental capabilities and to prolong human life. And um, prolonging life is a big part of what they're doing. Um, just some of that technology they're not putting out, you know, so you know. Um, some reference points, 
spirituality, ethics, implications of human enhancement and artificial technology by Ray Huswell and Tracy Trotman. Okay, and that's a, a more of the philosophy of the whole thing. So it's called spirituality, ethics, and implications of human enhancement and artificial intelligence. Okay, it's another book, Human Enhancement by Julian Savella School. I can't pronounce his name. Very good book. It's an old book from 2011, and it's not outdated. Um, And the last thing, Human Enhancements for Space Missions, Lunar, Martian, Future Missions to Outer Planet, Space and Society. And this is where you get some of the future stuff from when they're talking about space and because they have to trans, you can't put people on, um, let's just say Mars. Um, they can't breathe, so you have to change their physical structure to be able to breathe the air on Mars to be able to exist elsewhere. You know, so all of those. However, you know, you won't be able to exist here without a breathing device over your head. You know, once they make it so you're, you could go on this Mars mission, let's just say. They're going to change your physical structure so that whatever the time, if they got helium and high, whatever's in their ear that makes their, uh, their ear chemistry, you'll be able to breathe that. But you won't be able to breathe oxygen, you know, so um, you're not coming back. You know, that's a lot of these things. But um, you got existing technologies. And uh, there's three forms of existing technologies that they have right now. You got reproductive enhancement, physical enhancement, and mental enhancement. Reproductive enhancements include embryo selection by pre-implantation, genetic diagnosis, um, chitoplasmic transfer, and in vitro generated gametes. So this is pretty much what we. See, this is what the brat claimed to have done, where they took someone's sperm and put it with her wife's egg, and now she's carrying that baby inside of her stomach. So that gives her a connection to the baby and her wife a connection to the baby, even though the baby will only be genetically her wife's and whoever the sperm donor is. Um, and, and also, they, if you watch the show, they advised her, don't choose a black person's sperm because of the high um, thing, uh, markers, genetic markers that come up in our um, makeup, like diabetes, hypertension, uh, heart disease, and things like that. They told her to choose a white person's sperm because they don't have those markers. And being that she already has those markers, and his sperm might offset her, you know, his DNA might offset her bad DNA. So all that to say, um, you know, those things already exist. Um, I don't think I have to explain what they are. We've seen it. We've seen in retro, we've seen these in retro babies for how many years now? Um, Kanye and Kim. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that have done this. Um, it's not even funny. Um, second is physical enhancement, and they include cosmetics, plastic surgery, and orthodontics, um, messing with, with the teeth. Also, um, drug-induced 
doping performance enhancement drugs, and I'm going to get into some of those, functional prosthetics and power exoskeletons, um, and that's like that racer that we saw that killed his girlfriend, but he was from South Africa, Petraeus, and he ran with those um, two legs. He didn't have, you know, he didn't have anything from the knee down. He had those two fiberglass prosthetics, and he won a, I think he won, he might have won the gold medal, I think, in the 400 or something at Olympics. And then he killed his girlfriend. He, he tried to say it was some black people breaking in his house in South Africa, and he shot her, but they found him guilty. Um, but either way, a lot of people said, oh, it's not fair that he gets to race against us because we have real legs, and our legs have weight. His prosthetics are weightless. You know, they're, they're less than a gram, just a piece of plastic. So he has an advantage when running that they don't have, but he won, and they let him in, and he won. Um, this includes medical implants like pacemakers, organ replacement like um, a bio lens, or you get your kidneys replaced, you got heart replacements. I mean, they got a lot of those type of replacement surgeries. And um, strength training uh, and weight lifting and things like that. That's the old, some of the existing methods of human enhancement that we've always used. You know, a little makeup, just a few weights, you know what I'm saying? Um, you, you know, if your heart's not ticking, you get a pacemaker. You know, your blood's not flowing, you get a stent. It's, it's not nothing that's to make you a better person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and lastly, you got mental enhancements. And these are the nootropics. And this is the medicine. And a huge part of this whole human enhancement thing isn't going to be um, surgeries. It's going to be a lot of that. It's not going to be just growing babies and artificial wounds. It's going to be that the every average, everyday person is going to take pills that are going to give them enhancements. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that. They're called nootropics, no N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-S. You know, and niacin is one of them, guava. Um, they put a lot of stuff in energy drinks, keep you focused, keep you awake. Um, neurostimulations and other supplements that improve mental functions. Uh, computer, mobile phones, and the Internet can also be used as enhanced cognitive efficiency. Notable efforts in human augmentation are driven by the interconnected Internet of Things devices, including wearable electronics, augmented reality glasses, smart watches, and smart textiles. That's going to be your smart clothing. You know, um, it could be tight. It could be loose. It will be able to um, work how you want it. Um, with the nanofibers, uh, personal drones, on-body and in-body nanoworks, nano networks rather. So all of that stuff is existing technologies and emerging technologies is where we're at next. And these technologies are here, but they're not big yet. They're not like in vitro where there's probably at least 100 million people that's been born with in vitro over the last 10 years. Um, these are emerging technologies, um, and they include human genetic engineering. That's that CRISPR stuff that we spoke about last time, gene therapy. Uh, that that there is now 
However, there it's not everywhere yet, right? It's not um mainstream yet, so so to say. Um, you got normal technology, and that's your normal link. That's your computer brain interfaces. You're not quite there yet, but it's being worked on. It's emerging. And you have cyberware. You know, cyberware is technology that attempts to create a working interface between machines and computers and the human nervous system, including the brain. And we're nowhere near having this ethically able to come out, but a lot of people are using this now, um, testing it out to be the haptic suits that when you're playing games in the, um, the virtual world, you can feel certain things that's happening in the game on your body if you're wearing a cyberware suit. Um, but that's where they're at with it. It's emerging. Um, and um, they cover a wide range of things um, in cyberware. They call it strategies for engineering um, negligible um, um, senescence. And um, this is regenerative medicines. Um, if you lose a finger, and now you can grow another finger. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you lose um, a, a body part, you know, an arm or something, and, you know, you could grow another arm. It'll take time for it to get as big as the other arm, but it can start growing. You got nanomedicine, um, 3D bioprinting, and this is going to be huge. If you ever saw the movie um, has Forrest Whitaker in it, Oh, man, 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 man. It slipped my mind. Oh, man. The collectors or something like that. But they're, they work for a collection agency. And people who have, who are dying, let's just say your liver, you need a new liver, you buy this artificial liver from this company. Um, you, Repo Man, that's the name of it. Repo Man. They're, they're Repo Man for this collections agency for this company that sells people body parts. So if they gave you a heart and that's what you need to live, but you can't make the monthly payment, they send them to come get that heart, essentially mm-hmm. killing you. You know what I'm saying? But they're repo men. Uh, and all these body parts that they have are 3D printed body parts, and that's what they're talking about here, 3D bioprinting. Uh, 3D printed body, um, body parts, your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, your heart, all those vital organs that people need to live, uh, and poor people are in debt trying to pay this company just to have mommy or daddy, you know, stay alive. And, and you know, if they can't, they miss one payment, these people come in, take it out of you, man. Um, and, and they're not charged with murder. They're totally like the police, you know what I'm saying? They get away with it. Uh, and uh, variants of human genetic engineering are so far limited usage include artificial creation of human-animal hybrids. Now, um, they're working on this emerging. This is emerging. Uh, can uh, uh, a blind person see better? Let's just say you give them owls, uh, owl's eyes. They say owls have great vision, right? So give them an owl, an owl, bird, the bird, an owl put their eyes into a blind person and now they can see like an owl, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that type of stuff, this is dealing with animal human hybrids and they're working on this stuff. just not here. Um, you got to go to China. You got to go to Asia. Like I said earlier, like the guy said, in Asia and China, they don't have the same rules and regulations. It um, works a lot better. 
Um, you got the exocortex, and uh, that's uh, theoretically. Uh, well, let me go back here because we're going to get out of the emergent technologies, and this is the speculative technologies. Um, and this is stuff that hypothetically is coming. They're working on it, but they ain't going to admit to it. Um, and that's the mind uploading. Okay, and we already know they're working on that because we did the from transhuman to trans, um, I mean, from transgender to transhuman, and that was all about mind uploading, the exocortex, and the androgynous artificial nutrition. And this is really big here, this um, artificial nutrition. Um, and we're seeing a lot of this starting to emerge with these um, fake burgers and stuff like that. It's, is it really nutritional? Uh, it's an artificial. It has all the the key vitamins and nutrients that something that you would normally eat has, but is it really good for you? So um, you're going to see more and more things that are being promoted to us to eat that they're going to say, hey, man, just have this little cracker. This little cracker has the equivalence of three meals in it, you know, and you're going to eat that cracker and and that's what you're supposed to eat for the day. It's going to be a lot of stuff like that. And also, um, um, with the artificial nutrition, they also can put uh, artificial blood inside of people that has a lot of oxygen in it. And um, it's not going to stay in you, but it makes you heal faster, and then they put your blood back in you. Um, and, and that's something else they're working with. And the artificial nutrition kind of goes through intravenously, just like blood. Um, but mind uploading is hypothetically the process of transferring and uploading or copying a conscious mind from the brain to a non-biological substrate by scanning and mapping the biological brain in detail and copying the state into a computer system or another computational device and then uploading it into another person or a machine, you understand? The exocortex can be defined as a theoretical, artificial, external information processing system that would augment the brain's biological high-level cognitive processes. So uh, this, once again, uh, like the brain, uh, like the brain machine, um, the brain machine interface, like the neural link which uploads the internet to your brain, this, this, and that makes you able to get on the internet real fast and answer questions, this will actually, the next step to that is to update, um, make it so you have high-level cognitive processes without being connected to the internet. You understand? And lastly, androgynous artificial nutrition, similar to having a radioscope generator that resynthesizes glucose, uh, amino acids, and vitamins, and then the, uh, and their degradation products um, without food. So, like I just explained, it's going to be fake nutrition that's interjected into you that uh, you're not going to eat anything, but you're going to have the same vitamin A, B, C, D that food would have, you know what I'm saying, but it won't be natural. And um, you won't have to eat. Therefore, you won't be putting on weight. Therefore, they don't have to kill animals. Therefore, you're following their plan. 
um, you got the anti-aging movement. And this is another thing that's coming out. This is huge. A lot, I would say more than any other thing. Um, the most money is put into this anti-aging. And um, you start to see or uh, hear a lot of commercials about collagen and things like that. Um, a lot of these creams and things where they have these nanoparticle anti-aging processes inside of them. But it's a social movement devoted to eliminating or reversing aging, reducing the effects of it. A substantial portion of the attention of the movement is the possibilities of life extinction. But there's also an interest in techniques such as cosmetic surgery, which ameliorate the effects of aging rather than delay it or defeat it. So instead of going to a plastic surgeon and um, being um, 70 and leaving with the face of a 50-year-old, you know, they, they, they want you to go to the, the future plastic surgeons will actually reverse the age in whatever they, they're upgrading, um, permanently reversing it. Um, there, there are many scientists of this movement with two different approaches to the anti-aging movement. One is humanity can defeat aging through advanced technology, and the other is who says the human body is a very complicated machine and thus can be repaired indefinitely. So um, one, one thing is they want to use technology to keep you from aging so fast. The other people say they want you just to age and they'll just go in and keep repairing you back to new, just like a car. And, uh, of course, that's more money for them. Um, central to the anti-aging medicine is um, um, central to anti-aging medicine is administration of human growth hormone. Clinical studies have shown that low doses of growth hormone, GH, treatment for adults GH deficiency changes the body's cosmos, um, composition and increases the muscle mass, decreasing the fat and increasing the bone density and the muscle strength. Its improvement improves the cardiovascular parameters and affects the quality of life without the significant side effects. Um, growth hormone, um, and I have a, something else I'm going to talk about it. When I get into these drugs, I got five of them, maybe six. Um, these growth hormones, you'll see um, uh, Evander Holyfield. Look at Evander Holyfield when he was uh, a young boxer. And then look at him around the time he fought Mike Tyson the first time. And look how big his head got. See, that comes from, it made his head grow. So growth hormones make actually your bones, you know, it makes your, your muscles grow, but it makes your bones grow too. And that's one of the key things to it. So um, totally changing your physical composition from what you were to, you know, something bigger, stronger, but um, permanently your bones aren't going to go back to its natural way. You get what I'm saying? So um, other anti-aging techniques is the administration of estrogen and other hormones such as um, progestin or progestin. Um, physicians who prescribe the hormones to prescribe low doses of drugs, research into the long-term effects of replacement of therapy is continuing with the Cochrane Systematic Review, concluding that a long-term use may decrease the risk of bone fractures, post-menopausal osteoporosis, 
and increase the risk of stroke, heart attacks, cancer, and breast cancer. So um, this um, adding these hormones in, and if you notice, these hormones is really what they're giving to the gay guys, right? They give them a lot of this estrogen, and they're giving a lot of the um, progestin to the females because they want to get that that um, boost of um, um, well, with t- testosterone. So they're, they're really um, using this on these um, people that's trying to, quote, unquote, transition. Uh, you got synolytics. And that's among a class of small molecules under basic research to determine if they can selectively induce death of sentient cells and improve human health. A goal in this research is to discover agents to delay, prevent, alleviate, and reverse aging disease by killing the cells that cause it. So um, you have that um, coming out, and you have calorie restriction. It refers to a diet restriction that focuses on less calorie intake to increase longevity and reduce age-related disease in humans. Calorie restriction maintains a low-calorie intake to help regulate the rate of aging and increase the youthfulness of an individual or animal. Low-calorie intake has directly been correlated to negative energy balance, which promotes low body mass, index BMI, and comparatively high plasma, DEHH, dextrohydro, for improved life expectancy. Okay, so um, those are the anti-aging things that they're working on coming out. Um, they want to stop aging, stop death. Okay, we have assisted reproductive technology. Um, and we just listened to the whole video about this company actually doing it, Ectolab in Malaysia. Holding company is in Hong Kong. We already have over a million people um, signed up. I mean, um, said that they'll be ready to go in 2025. Are collecting billions from billionaires who I'm sure did their research to know that this is official. Okay, um, but... Um, you know, in vitro fertilization is the technique of letting fertilization of a male-female gamut occur outside the female's body. The technique usually uses in vitro fertilization causes transvaginal ovum retrieval, okay, where the small needle is inserted through the back of the vagina, guided through an ultrasound into the ovarian policies to collect the fluid that contains the eggs, an embryo transfer, and um, pretty much when someone else is carrying your egg for you, right? Um, less common techniques are assisted zona hatching, which is performed shortly before the embryo transfer to the uterus. Small opening is made to the outer layer of the surrounding egg to help the embryo hatch out and aid the impl- implementation process through the growing embryo, Okay. And, um, I mean, I don't know why they're using hats, man. It's starting to make us sound like we're some reptiles or something. But maybe they know something we don't know. You know, and um, they have the endoplasmic sperm injection. And once again, another type of sperm that's directed directed into the stuff, straight straight into the egg. And um, they don't use that technique as much. Uh, But it's a lot going on with the... 
this, I think the video pretty much summed it all up. I don't have to get into the um, artificial wounds, okay? Um, very important, bio-happiness, elevated of the well-being in the human through biological methods, including germline engineering through the process of screening embryos with genes associated with high levels of happiness, or the use of drugs intended to rise the baseline levels of happiness, okay? And uh, we're going to get into some of these drugs in a few seconds. You got cloning. They cloned Tyrone, Bev. Did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen that yet. I heard it's really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was it was funny. It was funny. Mm-hmm, that's what um, I heard. It, it wasn't it wasn't quite. Um, I thought it was gonna be a sci-fi movie, you know, where you got show, but it was more of a um, a black exploitation movie, you know, like mm-hmm. watching Shaft or mm-hmm. you know um, one of those type of movies where they gonna get the white man back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the white people had these drugs, Bev, and they was putting it in the fried chicken. And once they put it in the fried chicken, the black people couldn't start la- stop laughing. And what happened was they're sitting there waiting for their food, and uh, everybody in there is laughing, and he's looking around, and the dude who never laughs, man, he's just cracking up, and he, they having a good old time, and he, he stopped, and he looked around and saw, how come everybody in here is laughing? So what he did was he said, man, put down the chicken. And they went behind the, the thing, and they found out that, you know, it was some powder that they're putting in the chicken. They was putting some chemical in the perm. So when they rub it in the woman's head, she's like just, you know, felt so relaxed and just related. Mm-hmm. And whatever she was complaining about beforehand don't even matter anymore. Um, so um, they had, um, yeah, it was a lot of stuff like that. So. It was showing some some of this stuff, but it was doing it in a funny way. It wasn't doing it in a sci-fi way. Um, but um, I don't know, man. Jamie Foxx looks a little different now, man. It's like his whole face structure is smaller. And now he could have lost a lot of weight because he was sick. But he's like a few complexions lighter. And um, his cheek and chin, is a, it's not even the same shape. It's like when you look at him, you're like, oh, that's Jamie Foxx. But when you look at him next to... Jamie Foxx, before all this happened, you'll be like, damn, that ain't Jamie Foxx. That's Jamie Foxx. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, um, you know, a lot going on with that, you know. Um, do, you wanna, um, do you want to let some, some uh, the family member at well, the let table? Me go, let me go through the presentation so I don't have to come back <laughs> another week to <laughs> okay. finish this topic because uh, okay. what happens is when you open a line everybody goes to another topic and I never get back on it um, cloning right. is the process of producing individual organism, organisms with identical genomes that's, okay, the, that's, the that's the title of the article no no that's the technology I'm naming the emergence of the um the technologies that are coming. I was just going through a whole bunch of them. Okay. And the next one on my list, I just went through biohappiness and the cloning. And um, body hacking is the application of hacking, hacker ethics, the pursuit of enhancement or change to the body's function through technological processes, such as yourself, cybernetic devices, including biochemicals. And, um, 
Yeah, man, we're going to implant. I mean, what happens when you can implant your phone into your, your forearm? You know what I'm saying? And it, and it works off of your bio energy. You don't ever have to charge it. You know, it, it's working off of your bio energy. energy. And um, that's what they're talking about here. Um, you got grinders or self-described community of body hackers. Many grinders identify with biopunk movement, through source transhumanism, uh, open source transhumanism, and techno-progressivism. Grinder movement is strongly associated with the body modification movement. Practices actually impl- imp- actual impl- imp- implantation of cybernetic devices and organic bodies as methods of working towards transhumanism. Uh, you guys can look them up, the grinder movement, grinders, okay? And these people are putting magnets in themselves and all types of stuff. Some of them put um, little magnets in their head so they look like devil horns and they split their tongue down the middle and all types of crazy stuff like that. Um, but let me um, end this out with these drugs. Um, and they have uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five types of enhancement drugs that people are using right now. Um, got muscle drugs which are often associated with performance in image enhancement and doping are used to enhance the structure and function of skeletal muscles. These substances are consumed for both cosmetic reasons and as to enhance physical performance. Um, use of performance enhancement and image enhancing drugs for the purpose of physical enhancement is nothing new. Humans have sought to improve their physique and performance from the beginning of time, from the use of special herbs to mushrooms and other concoctions to more recently the anabolic, the anabolic androgynous of steroids, simply steroids as we call them, and many muscle enhancing drugs. The most common muscle drugs are steroids. Aside from steroids, there are growing interest in people in the human growth hormone. And we just talked about growth hormone. They have human growth hormone and other anti-aging purposes of the SVO protein and untested substances as non-steroidal selective antigen receptor modules, also known as SARMs, S-A-R-M-X. These drugs are often combined with steroids, for instance, Illicit HCH use in weight training community is often associated with polypharmaceutical um, steroids. So if y'all go back a few years ago, if you go back um, to major, you took a major league baseball in 1921, all the way, that's 102 years ago, they rule set the record and hit 59 home runs. In 1929, he broke his own record and hit 60. And that record stood until 1961 when Roger Maris hit 61 home runs, right? In 1998, on HCH drugs, you had um, Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs. And Sammy Sosa that same year hit 66. The year after that, in 1999, Maguire hit 65 home runs and Sosa hit 64. Baseball saw record-breaking attendance, so they looked the other way. 
and in 2001, guy who was already regarded as one of the greatest baseball players, he decided since these two guys who I'm better than is taking this stuff, he took it. That was Barry Bonds, and he hit 73 home runs that year. You know, so you can see that the, this drug, even though it increases the bone sizes and everything, it really works on your physical performance. Um, I think nothing proves that more than baseball. You got weight loss drugs, and this is another drug coming from the enhancement movements. Um, diet pills are often used as enhancement, um, enhanced weight loss. These diet pills work with reducing appetite and stimulating fast metabolism, leading to reduction in body fat and weight. Uh, most licensed drugs to treat obesity, such as ephedrine and fentafusamine and sibutrimine, have been banned in recent years. So they're coming out with these uh, because they have harms. But these are drugs that are going to be used to treat people who are obese. And they're going to work on these people just like if they had a gastric bypass. I mean, they, they, they're they going to start shedding the weight, like, so fast. Um, so um, these um, diet drugs are part of this human weight loss drugs, are part of human enhancement that are coming. Um, and like I said, they're going to have risks and side effects. But people who are morbidly obese, uh, if you ever watched my 600-pound life, they can take these drugs, and within three, four months, they'll lose 300 pounds. They'll be down to 300, and if they keep taking it, they can get down further. So without any surgery, without any exercise, it just come right off you. Lastly, um, not lastly, the next one is image-enhancing drugs. They're used to enhance the appearance of skin and hair. There are various products in this category from drugs that tend to lighten the skin Products stimulate hair growth, prevent hair loss, drug, um, drugs to prevent wrinkles and smoothing skin. Um, um, use of products, the use of products for uses of cosmetic has been a long time in history. For instance, men and women in ancient Egypt used oils and ointments to clean and soften their skin and mask their body odor. How do we know that? If they say that here in the article. More recent uh, I don't know. I don't, they don't smell too good over there today. More recent is the use of um, butylin toxin um, products to uh, um, treat wrinkles and lines around the face. To use image-enhancing drugs also indicate civilization practices and concerns. Protections from the sun, class system, conventions beauty, depending on the historical and cultural context, context, certain image-enhancing drugs may be more or less popular. And if y'all remember, we did the whole thing about the uh, e-tattoos that can tell people, hey, get out the sun, there's too much tan. That's all part of this. Um, you got the sexual enhancement and aphrodisiacs, and um, boy, do they have some stuff that um, knocks Viagra out the box. And lastly, I'm going to get to this one. Uh, I don't want to go through the sexual enhancements. Everyone knows that. Um, but uh, it's pretty much Viagra on steroids. And lastly, they have cognitive enhancers. They are known as smart drugs or brain doping. They are used to enhance cognitive functions, including short-term memory, concentration, comprehension, and alertness. They are little... Um, 
people have tried to enhance their cognitive function at, in a natural manner and by using drugs for years. These natural products often referred to as nootropics, N-O-O-tropics, which are generally non-prescribed compounds such as vitamins, herbs, and other supplements. Creatine and DHA are some of them. Um, but think of Adderall, right? Think of um, people who um, uh, are up all, um, have to be up all day, have to read, have to work. They take Adderall so they can um, zone in and pay attention to things without losing it. You know, it, it ups their cognitive. And think of Vitalin. And um, Vitalin is what they use to treat ADHD. Yes. And it also can be used in another way to make you a lot more cognitive, able. Um, so, um, and remember, they tested all this stuff out on us because it was young kids who, our kids, who they were considered had ADHD. As Dr. Umar points out, that's not even a real disease. That's something that they created. Um, but um, you can go to the phone lines there. I, I had that last video. If you want to play that, do you to go to the phone line? Okay. All right. It's real short. Okay, let's see. Hold on. What happens when humans begin combining biology with technology? It is the power to recode life itself. We will see human organ farms, governments using artificial wombs to rebuild populations, robots with biological parts, there will be genetically altered humans who are able to heal people through touch, and so much more. This is the world of biotechnology. But what happens to our environment when humans begin to engineer life and they become an invasive species? And what is going on underground in the labs of biohackers hidden from regulations? And if human bodies are bioengineered, would we evolve into a new species of life altogether, becoming less human and more alien? Humanity will no longer be observers of nature, but the masters of it. This is the next phase in humanity's evolution, and it begins with bioprinting. Bioprinting is 3D or even 4D printing, but instead of plastic or metal, it uses living cells called bioinks. These cells are printed layer by layer and can grow and connect with each other, creating biological structures. With bioprinting, we're not just creating objects, we're breathing life into them. Bioprinting is the alchemist's dream come to life. Some basic level uses include bioprinted eyeball corneas, bioprinted hair follicles for hair loss, personal cosmetic testing, and combat wound healing. And traveling further into the future, more advanced bioprinting will achieve 3D printed coral reefs that provide habitats for marine life, helping to restore damaged ecosystems or small-scale robotic space stations that are bioprinting factories, since printing with liquids is more effective when done in a microgravity environment. When it comes to the human body, bioprinted organs are manufactured in organ farms to overcome the challenges of donation shortages, or a patient's own cells are used to create miniaturized organs or organoids that are used to test medical responses before actual administration and bioprinted prosthetic limbs are designed to fit perfectly to the individual using living tissue to improve integration with the host's body. 
Experiments are carried out in the field of cybernetics, where electronics are implanted into bioprinted pieces, creating cybernetic organs that are more advanced than natural ones, such as bioprinted lungs that are implanted with sensors and nanofilters that remove toxins from the air before it enters the bloodstream, or replacement bionic eyeballs that have built-in zoom or infrared vision. Patients of these experimental bionic eyeballs begin to claim they are having paranormal visions. After losing his sight in an accident, a former archaeologist receives a bionic cornea transplant. With his restored vision, he starts having visions, hallucinations, claiming to see the past and believing he has unearthed hidden secrets that could rewrite history. On the other side of the world, an unknown flesh-eating disease is wiping out regions of a country. A group of scientists use bioprinting to create a new type of skin that can survive the disease. Some people praise the scientists' efforts, while others question whether these people with a different type of skin are still part of the human race. Coming back to more basic biotechnology, there is the world of living architecture, where buildings are constructed with bioengineered materials that can self-repair, clean the air, absorb pollutants, and even reproduce. These buildings are also built using gecko-inspired adhesives and coral reef-inspired eco-concrete. Some of these new age buildings are even powered by biological batteries that use components such as bacteria to store and generate energy. But there are complaints of forced obsolescence, where companies are manipulating their biomaterials to deteriorate after a set period of time, forcing customers to continuously purchase replacements. High up in these bio-buildings, inside luxury apartments, walls are decorated with pieces of bio-art. Artists use living tissue and bioprinters to fabricate living and evolving works of art. These city bio-apartments that are near the ocean are protected from rising sea levels and storm surges by living seawalls. Genetically engineered corals and mussels are used to create living seawalls that grow and self-repair, protecting these coastal cities. And then there are bioluminescent lights, plants, bacteria, and algae that are engineered to glow in the dark, just like deep-sea creatures, replacing electric streetlights. But in a small town where bioluminescent lamps light the streets and purify the air, a sudden decay of the bioluminescent organisms causes darkness to fall. It is up to botanists and engineers to figure out what is killing the neon bloom and restore light to the town. Conspiracies spread that the lights have been biohacked and reprogrammed to release harmful pollutants. Elsewhere, a robotics company has built a robot with a bioluminescent skin that glows. The company tests using the robot in a museum, guiding people around the exhibitions. People question if human skin is next. Underground, biohackers are already a step ahead and are experimenting on their own bodies. Cyberpunks and biohackers work underground hidden from government regulations. They experiment with implanting microchips into their arms and tattooing themselves with digital inks that display and shows off their online wear. They hack together and build biocomputers made from biomaterials and living neural tissue. Cyberpunkers hack and tune brain chips, disabling safety features for more extreme and unauthorized neural experiences. And they use their own DNA as storage devices, mimicking nature, able to store massive amounts of data. Under the city streets, there is a black market of new age substances. Biohackers engineer grapes that ferment into wine within minutes. And they create unregulated foods that are resistant to pests and disease and are allergy free. The biggest buzz is around self-replenishing food containers. These containers are made of living organisms that constantly regenerate their contents, effectively providing a never-ending supply of microfoods. 
These biohackers also mess around trying to freeze each other, hoping to bring the bodies back to life. People call them cryonic punks, and they have pets with edited genes to produce bioluminescence, making them glow in the dark. And there are rumors of chimeras, animals created with genes from multiple species. The name chimera comes from Greek mythology, a fire-breathing creature with the body of a lion, the head of a goat arising from its back, and the tail of a snake. Out in the real world, corporations are making older bionic prosthetic models obsolete, forcing users to upgrade, raising the question, who owns the limbs, the people, or the corporations? These bioprinted prosthetic limbs fully integrate with the body's nervous system, providing a sense of touch and more natural control. Militaries have voluntary amputations. Governments use bionic limbs to create super soldiers. A young boy, paralyzed in an accident, learns to walk again with the help of a bioexoskeleton. Every bionic prosthetic and bioexoskeleton comes with a registration tracking number. In government-controlled labs, scientists are testing advanced artificial womb technology. This includes pod devices designed for more reliable external pregnancy and gestation, a process known as ectogenesis. In a world plagued by infertility, artificial wombs have become humanity's hope. Wealthy individuals outsource childbirth to large womb farms. Governments facing population collapse have their own farms too. And conspiracies circulate of a dictator obsessed with his legacy, using artificial wombs to create numerous offspring, aiming to rule eternally and become an immortal dictator. Other fields that use artificial womb technology include space colonization, military use, and endangered species revival. And there are experiments being carried out in the field of extended gestation, where a body is left in the artificial womb for a longer period of time to enhance natural, cognitive, and physical capabilities. The next multi-trillion dollar industry is in bio-hybrid robots. These are robots that are made with biological tissue, providing more flexibility and energy efficiency. One corporation is developing biomimetic robots that can blend in and camouflage with nature and even interact with animals. The corporation says that these bio-robots are for environmental monitoring or biological research. But there is a concern that they will unintentionally become an invasive species, disrupting ecosystems, leading to the extinction of native animals. While others worry that the bio-hybrid robots can be used for espionage and spying, such as drones or robots that mimic a bird so well that another bird is not able to tell that it's a machine. These types of robots can be used to breach sovereignty, where governments deploy invasive bio-hybrid animals to infiltrate and undermine the autonomy of other nations, while advanced bio-hybrid robots become capable of rapidly producing harmful bacteria and viruses. After a nuclear-scale bio-waste catastrophe, bio-hybrid robots immune to radiation are humanity's best chance at survival. They scavenge resources, rescue survivors, and clean up biohazard waste. The first bio-robot becomes a restorer of extinct animals, carrying DNA, and birthing lost species. These are the Neo-Humans, real-life X-Men. People, mostly biohackers, who are no longer considered human. They represent an entirely new species. After winning a bio-lottery, this is the first person to become a human insect repellent. He inhaled an engineered virus that delivered the CRISPR components and targeted gene sequences into his skin cells and sweat glands, where pheromones are now produced that repel local disease-carrying insects. 
A singer has her vocal cords and resonating chambers bioengineered to produce an unhuman range of sound, turning her into a living musical instrument. A biohacker becomes a living canvas using biofabricated skin pigments that change in response to light, temperature, and mood, displaying moving images and art. People are able to grow food on their own bodies, and marine biohackers are hacking their own bodies with genes from marine animals, creating bioluminescence and gill-like enhancements to breathe underwater. There is a new age wolverine who is resistant to bone fractures thanks to bioengineered collagen enhancements, and he is capable of rapid regeneration with human tissues that are engineered from reptiles and heal at an accelerated rate. People are bioengineering themselves to age backwards by manipulating telomeres and cell regeneration. A person claims to have the ability of splitting their consciousness by using organic brain augmentations to perform multitasking on an unprecedented level. And the first person is capable of healing others through touch by transferring regenerative cells. Biotechnology is the drafting table where nature's blueprint meets human design. It is the recoding of life itself. This is the next phase in humanity's evolution. Wow. Well, the uh, call-in number is 323-642-1586, push number one. If you have a question or comment about what we've been talking about and listening to, go ahead, Tuckmo. Just saw the news. What happened? uh, Did you see earlier today they said that it was a guy who was killed, who died, uh, on Obama's property in the palm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a black guy. He said he was a paddleboarder. And he mm-hmm. died paddleboarding on the Obama's property in Marcus Vineyard. But now, today, now tonight, they're saying he was the Obama's personal chef. And mm. they showed this picture. He looked sweet as a sweet cake. I said, uh oh, don't tell me Obama <laughs> done killed this man. He broke Obama's heart or something. Man. Wow. Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> uh, no, I hadn't heard of that. I got to look at that when we get off. All right. I'm going to open up the lines here. So whoever wants to join the uh, mound table, we're at the table. Uh, Kwame? Hotep and better love. And good evening, Brother Tutmos. Hotep. Better love. Yeah, uh, you dropping it, bro. And and I was trying to figure out who hit 755 home runs. You was talking about what they did. Who hit 755 and still holds the record? Who is that? I think the record is on um, Barry Bonds, bro. 755 is Hank Aaron. I think Barry Bonds broke that record, but they don't count it because of the steroids. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. For right now, that's the record that still holds, and he holds the record because they they threatened it when he broke Babe Ruth 715. So that part, but the other part was at that time when Babe Ruth and all them were hitting home runs, we wasn't allowed in. Yeah, Barry Bonds 762. Okay, so he broke the record. But what I'm sharing is is that at that time we're looking at the steroids and I don't believe Aaron was on steroids 
but the part that that technology and what you're talking about and and with the artificial wombs you know it's it's really to be saying something to be able to have that technology to do that but when a child is formed in a womb and it's already carrying the next generation before it comes out of that womb how is that technology going to create that artificial child and what are going to be the seeds that come from that child when it comes onto the planet. That's the part that we've got to look at. What are we creating in the long run? And there's an excellent piece on uh, Springer. It's, it's, called, it's by uh, Stephen Cave, and he's talking about the whiteness of AI. And basically what we're looking at, these are billionaire trillionaires and folks that has the, the wealth to put, put to put forth the investments into creating, saving themselves because their population is, is, is declining. And this is part of what they're using this technology for, is to recreate their, their cells and make their what, they, what was just played. For them wanting to be able to have a way in which that they will be the dominant again because they know that the uh, Brookington's, put out an article, the Brookings Institute put out an article, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and the digitizing will transform Africa into a global powerhouse because they're looking at world population is going to be on the continent of Africa. And basically they know it and they are in fear of what's getting ready to be repopulated because as of right now, Africa in itself, as 2023, there have been 43 million births on the continent, 43 million. So you're looking at they are, they are using artificial trying to create with this technology to enhance making themselves again, but we're looking at the natural divine force that is doing because by 2050 there's going to be it's going to be the largest population will be on the continent of Africa in the way that they're because the women are not taking birth controls and taking all of this artificial insemination and stuff they are reproducing naturally so what we're looking at this is a competition for world population because they know here on this continent by 2050 the book Brown the New White is already talking about that they know that every seven seconds uh there's a child born, and there's over 12,000 born in a day, and 7,000 of that 12 is, is people of color. So they already know that their time, as far as being a, a majority, that's going to end. And the part that they're looking is using all of the ways in which they're using with creating a new fiber optics the same way they use cotton as thread, to use a technology to make an industry, they're using fiber optics to make another industry. Because when you look at it, the, the, the World Wide Web is not in the cloud. All of that is done by cable. That's why I talked about the extraterrestrial fiber optics that they're running to, to Africa and to South America because they've got to connect those two spaces where people of color are because they have to get to put themselves back in technological control. This is the new slave trade. They're looking for bodies, and this is what they're doing, and we're looking at this thing and looking at it technologically. Yeah, 
Okay, but there's an article too that Springer put out that says how could G, how could Chat uh, Chat GPT disrupt the global student requirements? Because that's going to change the whole concept of how students are going to be chosen to put into the system. And the problem with there, there's many things that we're looking to counter this technology. Yeah, and and the thing that. <laughs> I knew about Clone Tyrone because I got a partner of mine, and she works in in the movie industry. She did the wardrobe and makeup for Jamie and all the people in the in the uh, movie. And the key of the movie was, yeah, it was like a black exploitation movie, but the key of the movie was it was a black woman that saved all of it. That young was supposed to be the whole whatever what was for Jamie. She was the brain to help to downfall that technology because she was the one who noticed that, hey, everybody eating this chicken, stop eating that chicken. And then when they tried to put the relaxer in her hand, she was wearing a wig and snatched the wig off her head and said, that thing going to work on my wig. It was the black woman. And we got to look at her because we're looking at the mother of humankind was able to use her mind to, to overthrow that that cloning process that they were supposed to be doing in the community. And what was it doing for? Because we got to keep y'all, because we need y'all to be able to keep us in this, this kind of uh, world that we have. That's what they were doing, experimenting. And how many underground places they Colorado is full of them. Colorado has one of the, the largest underground bases in this on this turtle island. And we're looking at, at and Washington, D.C. has it. New York has it. So what we're looking at is these underground systems are put there by, by design, that they're going to use it now to come because oh, that's where the Human Genome Project began, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, in the mountain, where they did the H-bomb, Oppenheimer's bomb, they did part of it there in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, inside of the mountain, and that's where the Human Genome Project all by the, uh, is controlled by the Department of Defense right now today. Technology is great to know about all this and what they're doing and what they're designing. They're designing to try to keep themselves alive. And Africa is not letting the LGBT uh, come no. in and take over. They they are not uh, accepting no, that. That's not natural. And that, and you making that technology where these gay folks can go there and pick out their baby and do all of this because they are not natural. That is not the natural. If you even look at the the simple psychology, the biological theory of gender. And what they talk about it is, the whole thing is the X and the Y. You know, we, we're, we're messing around with, with divine intelligence, trying to play God with a machine that's going to be the death of, of those that, that, that go into it. It's going to kill them, eventually. And that's what it was saying with the Terminator. That's what that was all right. about, human versus machine. That's it. And and the Terminator was was written by a woman of color. Right. And, and well, I don't know. Um, I don't. 
I don't come on to do the natural. I come on to tell what the people are saying that they're doing and where and they're going. And, and um, I, I commend that because and, we and just, wait, what wait, they're attacking us wait, with. Wait, wait. And the people I'm talking about have been in charge your whole life. And they make all the decisions on the planet. And to ignore what they're doing and deal with something that is against what they're doing, I understand it. I I get it. You should be against what they're doing. But to just ignore it and, and not try to inform people on what they're doing and just uh, stay focusing on stuff that black people ain't going to do. I don't care how many um, whores they put in a movie that saves the day for black people and how great it is. We just had Sukiyana go to um, the UK and hop out the car Talk about she came over here to get her coochie scratched. And all the white women are looking like, oh, my God, I came over here to eat a nigga ass. And that's how representation worldwide. Just like the the hoe in the movie, right? What was she a prostitute? You know, so hoes ain't going to stay the day. Ain't going to happen. Never, never happened in human history. But what, you know what, what, you, what you saw in that, if you looked at what she was doing, that young lady was was a was smart because she is, was, as, was into sci-fi. She was into uh, take. She just didn't have the the monies to get her out of that neighborhood in order to get to the university or to those ivory towers where she needed to be able to hone her skills. That's the part of that part because we looked at the part of what she was able to do. And when they went to her grandmother's house, they went in there and started looking at the books and the things that she was doing and reading and the art and things that she was creating. That wasn't a whole mind. That was a that was a mind in growth and prog- process. So yeah, I mean we got to know this, and I commend you, man, because you keep us abreast of what technology is doing. We got to look at how can we train and counter, because the thing that we're looking at. Your your daughter your daughter just graduated Howard. My granddaughter just graduated, got her master's from Phoenix. And what we're looking at is how are they going to use this to change what we see coming? And that's the whole purpose of the information. We got right. We need to see both all sides of it. Right. So we come up with remedies. And we need to start creating the STEM programs that we get our children into creating counterintelligence to what they're creating. And and and, and, and that's why I, I I like to have the lady on uh, Sister Shine. You know, she's into technology, and she want to teach the young people about the technology. You got to know about this, but we can't just know about it and don't come up with no remedies. Right. You That's got what we got to do. So excellent, excellent yeah. presentation, Thoughtmost. I, I commend it, man. And, you know, it, it, it's to be knowing, you know, what you've picked up and about CRISPR and all of them, 
is that looking at this because it's like Dick Gregory said when they was making the human genome projects and, and putting babies in test tubes. He said these babies gonna be in, gonna be planted into wounds because when they were doing it in 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 uh, the human genome project in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, they were taking homeless women, homeless women, and inseminating them and birthing children inside of the laboratories. That's what they got caught busted doing. And so what we're looking at is, okay, they, they got that. Clinton said, no, you can't do this. They were talking about the sheep. No, they were making people. And so Clinton put a bill in and said you couldn't recreate another human, but the part that they did to just outsource it as they do anywhere, go out to another country and reproduce it there. That's what they do, outsource it to another country and reproduce because they can pay for it. And, and that's the whole yeah, purpose. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, what it is is, see, I try to give the most, uh, that's why I read from the articles, because I don't want to tell y'all what I think is really going to happen, because it's going to be a Debbie Downer show. Okay? But you're not going to compete with this. Once they in, once they in, make these little babies, that are perfect, you're not going to be able to have imperfect babies that's useless eaters. You understand? So it's going to be a very, if you can look at how many movies this happened in, like it's going to be a very sinister plan. This isn't going to be like, we're going to be, um, the people who are going to be around to be like um, Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids and Puff Daddy's kids and um, Denzel and you know, Robert Jackson and Johnson and all those type of people. Kid, if you can't afford to have your kid, and I don't, I know that natural is better. I get you, but it's not going to be what society. And we live in a society. Black hasn't been good to be in this society. It hasn't, right? Imagine some ten times. This is going to be worse than being black. You don't have. You're not enhanced. You can get sick. You, you're not going to learn this faster? Like, that's going to be the new shame. That's going to be the new nigger. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be the new slave class. So if people don't take anything from what I'm saying, everything I'm talking about is technology, you have to at least try to put yourself in that field of study, your kids in that, because that's where the money's going to be. Right. You know, and- everything else can be um, um, taken away. They're going to need people to innovate on the technology that they already built. But this isn't going to be a, you can just go and, because you couldn't, you couldn't do that the last 400 years, just go and do what you want to do here in America as a black person. No. And it ain't going to be like that. Or we could just go and go to the, man, they have the, me and Ramon did the thing with the canary in the city. Everybody, white people, black people, these Spanish people is being moved into the urban centers. The land has, they have the green agenda. That land is going to be parks and recreational land. The map of the United States, if you look at it, for the green agenda, it's not going to be any rural area you're going to be allowed to stay in. You're going to have to come to the city. It's, it, it's being done everywhere in Africa. 
They, I think Laos. What's that? That's that's the place in Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? That they're gonna have like this 80 million people. I think they said in the next in that one city. You know what I'm saying? Like that's being done by design. Look at China with the 40 million. These are brand new cities. They didn't even exist 40 years ago. Um, Beijing. They built that from scratch, and and. They, it's already 35, 40 million people live in the city. That's the future here, too. Uh, look at the movie Dread, where the whole population of the United States lives between Boston and, like, Baltimore. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, and they, everyone lived in these super high towers and stacked up. And these are all the people that aren't enhanced. You know what I'm saying? And the rich people don't live like that. They got these judges that ride around, and the judges kill people on sight because they're the judge. You know, they're the judge, jury, and the executioner. You know, but there's a whole comic book series on Dread where they're showing this. Like, I, you know, so I want people to look into it, but also prepare for it, try to prepare for it, because just glossing over it, and forget about all that, and let's deal with the next. That's, people ain't going to do that. Your kids are not going to put their phone down. I don't care what you tell them. Your kids are not going to. You heard of Sankofa City? Is that in Africa? No, Sankofa City is in L.A. In what? Uh, it's right there in downtown L.A. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They they they're now doing virtual reality as the design of the of the city and the area they're doing. They have the young people that are now. They just had a conference down there a couple of weeks ago, on the week. And what they're doing is they're doing the technology and designing already have virtual reality of how they want to see that city, where they are, and what the technology they're putting in there. Future Afro, what they call it, future Afro Afrofuturism. They got it's a whole page. They got they they showing the city that they mm-hmm. is in virtual that they created how this is going to look. Yeah, they got a big Afrofuturism scene here in New York too. Right, and that's key. You know, Octavia Butler and 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 those ones. That do, but even the one that wrote the Matrix, we got to be, we have the futurist scientific minds. What we got to do is get the young minds to create what it is that we're, we're looking at creating from our viewpoint with them having the ability, because if you, you were talking about the drone flyer, we got some of the best gamers in our, in our communities that if they knew the skills and how to create that skill, what they play, how to create it and design it with their minds, we would have something. And and, and I and I've always seen that whenever they come out something to destroy us or to hold us back, I'm just looking at the hood. The hood always come up and they survive. They always figure out a way to survive. Just like when yeah. they just like when they, they Washington cut the money off when we got the black first black mayor here. They did everything they can. Most of the white folks moved out, and they just they just knew that we was just going to be eliminated. 
And then they were shocked to find out when they did come back in, we was thriving. We was making money back then. It was a lot of black millionaires was being made. We know how to figure it out. We're not saying don't tell the technology. We need to know this information. But we're not going to be You got to figure it out. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. Right. And if we and we if we get the children, this is what yeah. they're focusing on, the children and giving them because this whole thing that they're doing out in Florida and, and what they came out with this AP about what they're going to be. The teachers got to know how when you close that door, you could create the curriculum and use the guidelines and teach it from our perspective. This is what we got. We understand that because this is what we did with colored schools. They didn't give us the books and all the things that they were giving to the to the segregated school, I mean to the white schools. We turned around and made do and the sisters and brothers that were teaching in those classes made sure that we understood the knowledge that we needed to get to the next level. That's not the reality today. You know, they got curriculum, they got to teach that curriculum and the curriculum is a field curriculum. A lot of black people are I, taking their children out of public school. They're doing homeschooling from, from the pandemic. That's what, that's what it was. But that showed you how you can teach your own. But the other part yeah. of it is is what, what, what uh, has been looked at, too, is that there were curriculums that we can take and we create from what they gave us, the guidelines, and they saying that okay, you can't use, it. but you can make sure that that child gets the information in the way that we can disseminate it. That we're following the guidelines, but we put on our spin to it. We might be talking ebonics, but we're gonna be giving the information. So it's work to do, and I'm proud that. I'm still alive to see you, Tutmos, and brothers like yourself and other young brothers, the Derek, and the other ones that are out here, that their main thing is is keeping the keeping the information disseminated to the people. Yeah. Because when, when Robert X and me go, who's going to be the next one going to be doing Bev's show? You already just started it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's what it's about, Pastor. But, um, yeah, I just want people to be aware that this stuff is, um, it's not sci-fi, it's real, it's not. We know that. Because, um, we've been, we've been talking about it for years, but it was, it's, it's coming true. So that's the, um, whole point of it. And, um, you know, when they get into this hybridism and things like that, people start looking, people gonna start having one arm with snake skin or, or, or lizard skin or some shit, like, you're going to be like, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? But they're going to be considered exotic, you know what I mean? And, and, and well, they made a, place, a movie about that, those, you know, those mutant children that were part animal, part part human. The X-Men, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like that, you know, but that's where um, that's the human hybridism, the animal hybridism. And um, slowly but surely, you're going to see it be promoted to us 
through the media, just like uh, all the the body organization is now, you know, being promoted to our young people. You know, this is what you need to do to be cool. This is what you need to look like to get attention. And, you know, that's going to be the cool, like a tattoo. I remember when it was really not too many people that had tattoos, um, black people, you know. It was, uh, in some places, taboo to have tattoos. And then it um, kind of got into the the hip-hop music, I would say, from Tupac. You know, he had the thug lights tatted on his chest. And you don't know how many of my friends the next day when he got thug lights tatted across their chest. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's just like, you know, once you're going to see people take to this stuff pretty quickly once the media gives that person attention for doing it. You know, it's the attention economy. So um, I don't look for a lot of pushback for, from this stuff, especially for our generation, yeah. But for, for my kids, I don't see a lot of pushback from this stuff. They're going to accept it because they already accept the fact that a, a chick is a dude and a dude is a chick. You understand? That's the first one they got you in. Once you accept that, now you accept the damn thing because now you're living in the realm of make-believe. You're actually treating this female like a dude, and you're treating this dude like a female, and you're living in a world of make-believe so they can put the next agenda right in front of you, bam, and that's this transhumanism thing, you know, right in front of you, you know, and you're going to accept it because you already accept debauchery, especially the children of these LGBT people. They're going to accept any damn thing, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But what percentage is the LGB people are? What percentage of the population? They're not a great percentage. Not yeah, a lot, not. but the 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 problem that they the problem we have with it is the the media. They have the media support, so right. it, they could be one percent. It's not that many Jews, but they got the media support, so you can't say nothing about them. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, like it's not in in the world. It's the whole entire world for the last two, three hundred years has never been more than nine percent white people. Most of the people in the world, like Dr. Wells would always say, is brown, black, red, yellow. You know what I'm saying? White is the minority, you know, but um, you know, they keep everybody fighting each other and they, they stay they stay they keep they shit together. Um, but the the point I'm making is they're they're dying out, like Kwame was saying. If they could have one of these facilities build 30,000 perfect white kids, I'm talking about Hitler style, you know, they're going to come out blonde hair, blue eyed, six foot five, 250 pounds, all muscle, you know what I'm saying? If they, if they can do that, you know, uh, and knowing the United States, if they talking military and really wanting to win that something, they definitely going to be printing out black people, just like they clone Tyrone. They was printing out all the thugs and criminals. They wasn't printing out, you know what I'm saying? They was printing out them brothers that, that have that hidden talent. And I could see them, that, that's their new soldier class, because ain't no white people going to, white boys are going to compete with genetically against black people. You know, if we both enhance at the same rate, but that's getting into fiction. But uh, either way, you're right, man. They could their their population's dying. 
the, they're, they're trying to change, um, transform the whole planet, right? Block out right. the sun, change the water levels, change the, the temperature, it, you know what I'm saying? And have a whole nother race of people that's built to live in that new world that they're creating. You know, it, um, one of the Avengers, the guy came down and he kept doing something to the earth and everything was shaped and the whole atmosphere and everything was changing to look like his planet. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, they had to stop him before he destroyed everything. But it's like that. Like, they're going to change this planet to fit this new group of people that they're going to genetically build um, to come out. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and that's a good part because what you're speaking to is the next generation of parents. And the part that we got to look at is what are those kids in pre-K and, and, and kindergarten and first – for the first three first three years in school, this is where they can test and say this person has got capability. This person is the prison to pipeline, the school to prison pipeline is this is what they're they're trying to perfect. The prison, I mean the school to prison pipeline, or the thing that they're saying the the useless eaters, they're trying to create the psychological way. As Carl Jung said it about doing the part of understanding psychology, he said, why we create psychology, he says, is because man is evil. The white man is evil. This is what he, he said in his own words is why they were studying themselves to see how evil they were, and this is the whole essence of what they're doing with science. Because we didn't have that. They created that. And this is what they're using technology to to alter the psyche, which the psyche is not the mind, it's the spirit and the soul of the human. We're born with divine intelligence. And that child come that's why I said a child coming out of that, that, that artificial womb and a child coming out of that woman's womb, two totally different energies that will be on this planet. Who is going to be the greater? Because that's why they wrote the book Magical Child, uh, Joseph Pierce. And that's how they found out that all the African children were greater than the white children that were coming onto the planet by birth. Yeah. Well, it ain't going to be a competition thing, man. They, they going to make the decision. <laughs> These are the kids you, that we having, okay? You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't having no more babies. That is, that's going to be out the question, man. Y'all are useless eaters. You're going to get rid of y'all. Y'all got to die out. It's showing this in how many movies. You know what I'm saying? The, chance, the way you beat this is to be up in the upper percentage. You got to have some money. You got to have to be able to afford to enhance your children. They right. can compete and make money competing against these enhanced children. You can't sit back and depend on nature to hopefully um, defeat this technology. You know what I'm saying? It ain't going to happen. Well, it could be technology. The technology will always, people make technology to solve problems, okay? And any problem in nature, they have created a technology to try to solve. It, it, It doesn't always work. You know, this, sometimes your submarine caves in when you're looking at the Titanic. 
But then sometimes you got a submarine with 50 um, ICBMs on it, and it ain't nothing going to happen to it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it is what it is, man. It, that's how it works. Yeah, and, and the part of overstanding it, and that's the part that we have to begin to do, is to begin to teach what is and what can be. Because, this, see, this planet does not need humans. The human needs this planet. It, it, and we have to begin to understand that. This planet will survive. I disagree with that, bro. I, I, I think the only reason why the sun shines on this planet is because native people is here. The sun goes to where black goes. It's always going to go to black. Okay? I'm glad you said that. I think any place we don't live... Is a dark, dreary place. Can't name a place in this world where black people don't live that's not dark and dreary. We bring the sun. Well, I, I have a different opinion, but that's that's my truth. So that's why I always say grand rising, because every time it rises, it casts the light and the energy to give life to wherever it's shining at. So the part of it is, is that even though it, it may cast a shadow and every shadow is the same color, the part of it is, is that's the life force that gives life. If the sun didn't rise, man could not exist. What's more important, the sun or the shade? The sun or the what? The shade. The seed. The sea, it, that keeps its life. The sun keeps life. The sun and the moon keeps water. I said, what's, the, I said what's more important, the sun or the shade? The sun or the shade. Well, that's why yeah. we have a whole woodwide web. Is because the trees is to, is to provide the shade that's needed. Yeah, that's why you got deserts. I asked you, what was more important, the sun or the shade? What about both? I just want to know, one or the other. So yes, no. We, we all went in the school and say yes, no, true, false. What's more important, the sun or the shade? The sun. Yes, the sun is more important. Okay. We got to have the yin and the yang. Male and female. That's why I say both. Now, now I also, metaphysically speaking, <laughs> we created these people. We did this. Yeah. They doing it now. They got to the point in history right now when we started our decline. Because our decline started when we created this artificial intelligence that's not us. But it's from us. It's biological. Everything I'm talking about is what we did to create them. And the other people that's on this planet, because someone had to create them. And genetically speaking, they all come from us. So we created them. So right what you're now, saying is the Wizard of Oz. If we're looking at I'm all of this. The technology well, we're using today is the technology our ancestors used to create these people before they fell off and whatever happened, happened, and we had to reboot everything. Okay, and we don't know what these 
All these great countries that were left behind was for just like somebody won't know what all hell all these goddamn skyscrapers was for if we fell off tomorrow, right? But if somebody comes behind us a thousand years, they be looking at these skyscrapers like, what the hell was these people thinking? You know what I'm saying? But they won't get it, right? But that's the whole thing. At one point in history, a group of people who had to be us, right, because they come from us. We created the Asian people. We created the Indian people. We created the Caucasian. When we created these Caucasian people last, right, and that they'll been they took us over. They are oh, the they're, they're the Terminator. You see what I'm saying? They're the Terminator to us. You know, and we're the real human beings fighting against the machine now, and they keep creating. Just like in the Terminator, more machines to better have their strength and power going. You understand? The only beauty in right now is this is the only time in history we able to learn it at the same time they are. You get what right. I'm saying? We're able to help build it with them, you know, so we have the power to do it. Like this is usually we've been held out, but we there now, you know what I mean? So um that's all what you know, metaphysically speaking. Because we had to create all these other people. Okay. And leave it up to me. I say every tree on this planet, we planted it. I mean, I ain't never see a tree grow without being planted. You know what I'm saying? And the trees that are real big, we don't know. They're five, six hundred years old. I'm telling you, some black people planted some trees. They were real geniuses. They were dealing with this technology. They was trying to save the earth. But, you know, I go so over you, the filter. So you saying what? the Wizard of Oz, you saying who who all doing this is if you pull back the curtain, it's us. So why is we saying that the white people and took over when it's us? Who's doing this? Who started? Yeah, we did it. Well, what both of you No, what I'm correct. saying is we built some just like in the Terminator. They built these machines, and the machines ended up saying, yo, let's bend together and turn on the humans. And the humans are unable, that's, we're, the, we're still fighting each other everywhere on the planet. Every group of people is fighting each other but them, right? And they ain't control. It's the same concept. You know, you know if we're 92% of the world population is melanated, either yellow, brown, red, and black, if we band together, they can't stop us. You know what I'm saying? They they can, they have the technology to kill all of us, but they can't stop us. You know, we too many of us. But nonetheless, that's the whole game, man. And it, in my opinion, we created a mess and we got to figure our way out of it. And that's our yeah, punishment. What, what, did, what did Frances say in that when she was talking about, yeah, we've we, we got brown, black, yellow, and red. But the part of it was, she said, it was a recessive gene that came out. It was a defect. That is a defected human. This is what we're looking at. This is a defected human. And this defected human is trying to keep itself alive. And anything that has life in it is going to try to keep itself alive. And it's going to create every kind of weapon it can to destroy its parents. I stand by we created it. I think even Dr. Elijah Muhammad. Come on, man. We create, 
Yakub Korn, man. That's our mythology right there. We created this shit, man. We got I'm on the Just like John Connors has to stop the machines that his mother and them created. Okay, that's the whole premise of the Terminator. He has to go and stop the machines. You know what I'm saying? Because they created it. We got to stop the machine, you know. But in the meantime, the machine is allowing us to have a foot inside the machine to see how it really operates for the first time. Like, oh, shit, this is how this can work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I could do that. You know, we could finally start well, to fight we, back. You know what I'm saying? If we created it, we already know how. It's in our DNA. It's in our memory. Exactly. But the part of it, what, what you're saying, Tutmos, and I, I'm feeling what you're sharing, the part of it is, is is that creating a machine. So if you create this machine that it has this super intelligence, you can create the virus that will kill it. That's what, yeah. If you, you, have create kill, the, you have to yeah. kill what you created. That's my point, man. That's our task. That's our, we, we feel that it so far. But we getting there. We getting better every year. But like that to another one of our prophets, Mobu Juali said, they'll leave behind everything you'll need to defeat them. You just gotta watch what they do. You understand? And that's and I know. what it is right here. And that's what we're doing on this show. Is that's that what we you are watching of what's going on in technology. I'm an elder saying, okay, how did we get here? This is what what we got to. And look at it and say, okay, how do you fix it? How do we fix it? Your generation. Frantz Fanon said it. Each generation out of relative obscurity must either fulfill its mission or we all will perish. We cannot perish if we understand that we are on a mission to put the virus, to put this recessive gene to rest. Yeah, and I, I look at it like when you want a, a mission, like um, when you reach the final level or something, now you can relax and you take right. your foot off the brake, right? So it's just like a a, um, a married couple. You know, y'all, y'all used to get spooked up for each other and everything, but now y'all, you are married now. It's like, man, you know, or it's a lot of examples, but our mission as human beings is to become gods. That's my opinion. And how you become right. God in this realm is through art. Art is God. And right. art is something that makes you live forever. I don't care what you build, that's art. What you create, that's art. Technology is art. But whatever art is, it allows you to live forever. We're still talking about people who built pyramids, okay, because that's art. That's like, whoa, look at this artistic stuff that no one could duplicate, right? That's right. art. And once our mission as a people was to become gods, once we created these other species of human beings, we were done. Drop the mic. We fell asleep. But no, but just like uh, Doctor, just like Doctor X on his series that he's doing, white suprem- supremacy with a black face. 
that's part of the, they got us looking at the colors and all. It's deeper than that. Right. Now, I'm talking about a million years ago, though. You know what I'm saying? We, we did it. it was, we, it's we us. Got to, it's now, us. these scientists are getting to that point. They done mapped up the human genome. They can create babies in machines. What? They're gods now. What else is there to do? You see? And they take they taking their foot off the gas as we speak. Because they yeah, but see, the only part about them creating these children and creating that, you cannot put a spirit and a soul into that creation because it is not the the energy of the whole the, of the divine no, womb. Fun, that, fun, 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 fun. I'm telling you my theory. Okay, I'm okay. telling you my metaphysics right here. Okay, you can go on with what they're gonna do. I'm telling you, this is how I see. They gotta take their foot off the wheel now because they. Reach the pinnacle. There's nothing else scientifically you can do. Okay, there's nothing else, nowhere else to go. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean when we all looking at the house in different angles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we we looking at it, but we looking at the same thing, but we looking at it in different angles. Yes, ma'am. If, right, we don't, if we don't have any more clothes, now let me let me start ironing my clothes. I gotta get up early tomorrow. We going off. We getting ready. It's getting. We got forty seconds. Okay. Here. So we get. We okay. ending this. So this is good. Yes, this is what we need good to hear. Different opinion. No problem, brother. Love it. Love it. And um, Thank next you week I have home. another topic. I haven't come up with it yet. Okay. <laughs> but um. It kind of threw me off today, man. Twitter's for X now, man. That's that's black. And I'm with my yeah. mind. I love y'all. Thank you. you. Hey, Judmos, one question. Did you look up AI uh-huh. uh, Black Box? I did. I did. I looked it up, and I put it in my save thing. But I didn't get a chance to really read into check, it. I check, put a check, like check, two or three articles in my save. All right, sir. No problem. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for for listening. Thanks yes. for the conversation. Better love. Be back Better tomorrow. Love, yeah. Dr. X.